Hello, this is the Aesop guy, but the English Aesop guy, and we're going on this journey to an Aesop. So thank you for joining. I'm filling in for the American Aesop guy today. And would just want to say, first off, I'm super, super privileged and honored to be here today with you. Um, yeah, the American Aesop guy um, actually took a, a summer vacation. And so here I am to take his place. Now, I want to start off with this Aesop podcast because, I'm, first of all, I'm super intrigued by the Americans. And the whole concept of an Aesop and the tax breaks that you get in America are just phenomenal. Um, I realize now that this podcast is so valuable and it's enriching because what it does is it really, um, really provides a resource for those that are thinking they might want to go and create an ESOP for the company. And you need this because it's so important to know exactly what might happen. So as you go through each of the processes and the steps that you have to get to become an ESOP. And so seriously, um, this is today's topic. And I'm going to start off with this, again, inspiration, and we'll see from there. From the very beginning, I realized I saw the world differently than everyone else. That didn't sit well with some people. But I wasn't for everyone. scared that I'd be a psycho. <laughs> a psycho. That's what she says. All right, you might realize and recognize that from a very popular story and a very popular movie um, called Cruella de Vil. And what that's our inspiration for today. And what this topic is going to be is called the Cruella de Vil, making the best presentation for your ESOP. Now, you may or may not know this, but in an ESOP process, one of the major steps that we're going to have is when we're going to create what we call a SIM. And a SIM is simply stands for a confidential information memorandum. Now, this information that we're talking about is really information about the company. And the SIM really is in deliverable terms, a presentation a power, typically a PowerPoint presentation or a slide deck, which if you have gone through the process of doing any M&A work, you'll know that this is very quite popular with any M&A transaction that an investment banking firm might have you go through. And so again, what I want to do is talk about how it relates to an ESOP transaction. And you might know, as the American ESOP guys talked about this multiple times, that a lot of the ESOP transactions that are done in America are done through investment banking firms. Now, he has also said this, and I'll say it too, is that the actual cost of doing an ESOP through an investment banking firm is 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 quite crazy. It's a lot of money. And the reason they can charge so much is because, frankly, they are um, including your ESOP transaction as a traditional M&A deal, which it's really not. It's more or less um, like an M&A deal. And I know I know he's talked about that multiple times, um, but let's not get stuck there. So today's topic is going to be how do you prepare your company for the presentation? And I know that what's going to happen, because I've got a lot to talk about, is going to probably split itself into two parts. And the first part of this of this podcast 
podcast is going to be going through the first two steps of creating the presentation itself. And then there's going to be two final steps in what we are trying to do in terms of the goals and objectives. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. It's a little bit English Australian. I kind of mix it up a little bit, but ESOP guy um, is still is still part of this whole process of, of helping you determine whether or not an ESOP is going to be right for your company. So subscribe to the podcast. If you think it's really helpful, maybe share it with a friend. You can find all our episodes on the ESOP Guy podcast at journeytoanesop.com. Right. Movie review time. Okay, listen. Inspiration for the presentation of The Sim. Now, really what I like about this movie... First of all, that they use English accents, and I love that because you, there was something about as Americans they like really like Eng- English accents because it I don't know it's intriguing I guess maybe more interesting than the American um, accent I don't know but it's that's one thing I like about this movie right they're English people or acting like English people. Um, secondly, what is cool about this movie, and I'm going to really connect the dots, I promise you, about this connection between this topic that we have with Sims, is that this person who calls herself Corella DeVille is so genius. Now, what happens is Disney tells this story, and they take a villain, and they make her sound like she's really a kind of a good person, but she's really not. Um, that's why it's so twisty, you know? Um it's really not. It's she's kind of an evil villain herself, but there's what there's one that's darker than she is, and so it makes you like her better. And so the Baroness is the is the main villain, and then Cruella is kind of like the secondary villain, but the, the protagonist. Anyway, so getting too caught up in that, the the thing is, Cruella though is brilliant at making presentations. And what I want to do is connect the dots between your ESOP process and in remembering something as you go forward that you're going to be presenting your company to a trustee and evaluation firm, probably also the attorneys. And so you want to make the best possible presentation you can. And so this is where Corella is fantastic because she's, she is incredible at making presentations. Now, all of that whole show, that whole movie is really about fashion. And I'll, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't care about fashion. What I do care about though is making the best presentation possible. So the first part of our podcast is really going to do and explore proactively what presentation should look like. And so the value of this to you would be really to make sure you understand these components of a presentation to start to stimulate in your mind things that you might want to be working on now and really thinking about how you might position your company um, with respectfully how some of these things work. And so the first thing we want to do is we want to put ourselves in the in the seat of the audience who is the trustee, the valuation firm. Who are we actually talking to in the presentation or who are we actually making the presentation to? Now, to give you a little context, what happens in the process of doing an ESOP, and we talked about the very beginning steps, but I'm going to run through those really quick and then I'm going to jump into this, is that you really are going to start with when we think about the ESOP being right for your company. You're going to start with doing some type of valuation model so that that model can really help you predict what you believe the valuation will be when you do the transaction. So that's important. Once you have that number, you're going to want to do a feasibility model where you really look at the the 
uh, ins and outs of the cash flow as it relates to paying off all this debt that's going to be um, suddenly burdening the company. So that's going to be important. You're going to want to look at the, the, the net proceeds for the selling shareholders, what actually what happened and transpire through taxes and cash flow as well. So that's going to need to be estimated. The uh, third thing you want, you want to do is you want to really look at the um, possibility of how your ESOP as an S Corp or a C Corp is going to work from the 404 with the 25% limitations and the 409P if it's an S corporation. So, so that's really feasibility and you move all that together. So now you're really prepared to move into the, the, to the interview process and you finally hire an into and you interview and you hire a trustee. And we move quickly through this because I'm getting to the sim. So we're ready now to schedule our site visit. Now, the typical type of, um, process that happens is we schedule a a site visit at the company's location with the key people in the company with the trustee in the valuation firm of course the sell side advisor um maybe even the attorneys if they want to come so we're at the now we're visionally visionary visionary like we're at the site visit and we're ready to talk about the, the company so all of this is kind of setting up the background and the context that we need to say okay the goals and objectives of the sim of the confidential information memorandum um, are simply to make a very good presentation and cover all the major material issues and concerns and opportunities that this company presents to the potential buyer and in this case the buyer is the trustee so keeping that in mind, one of the things I would say, and I'm going to, I'm going to keep, you know, break this down into a couple of sections because I think it's very important that we, um, follow a structured presentation. Now, what this does, we could easily go in and talk about the company for hours. Of course, we, we, we can do that all day long. But what we want to do is we want to use our time and their time efficiently. And we know that on the sell side advising, we're going to have things that they're going to want to know about. So, so the first thing, the overarching thing, when you when you start creating your presentation, and it should be it should really be prepared by the sell side advisor. So, if he or she is not doing that, then stop right there, right? Um, but they should prepare it. And really, what they're doing is they're preparing that sim in collaboration with you, so that you can make sure that your input. As directly involved in their format. Now, their their format is going to hopefully be the most efficient, and I'm going to give you our format as we go through this. So, the very first part of the presentation that we're going to get into is just making sure that all of the parties that we have, including the company key people, the valuation firm, the trustee, and of course the sell side advisor and the attorneys, any other advisors that, that are possibly there are all detailed because we want to start off a meeting with very good introductions to make sure that everybody knows who is in the room and making sure that everybody understands what people's roles are. And especially if you're brand new to an ESOP, um, this is important because you've not been through this process before. So this is just building some foundation. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to split the presentation up into four key elements for, and I would call this the agenda. And in the agenda, what we're going to have is you're going to have the very first agenda item is really explaining, explaining the industry itself. So what does the company do? What industry do they actually, um, 
operate in and how does that all work? We're going to get into that some detail on there. The next thing we're going to do in the agenda is we're going to go through what is the company? Like now we know what business they're in, but how actually do they function? So there's a lot of parts and pieces of that. And I would say that in general, that is going to be the bulk of your presentation because it's very important to understand the story behind the company and how it actually works. And we'll, we'll talk about all the specifics as we go through that. We're going to then go into the third agenda item, which is the financial highlights. And now, what does that mean? So all the history of the financials, the balance sheets, the, the, the components, the, the actual numbers, and just talk through the numbers. So that's going to be a very specific part of our podcast that we'll get into. And then eventually, as we go through all of that, we're going to pull it all together with the ownership structure, entity selection, C-Corp, S-Corp, making sure that's all very clear, the step-by-step process of actually creating the ESOP, and then what the transaction really will look like um, so that that transaction itself can be discussed and making sure that everybody in that room understands what this is going to be now. Everybody should know that, of course, every ESOP is somewhat similar, but they're also very unique and different depending on what types of, of, um, types of warrants you might use, like warrants or SARS or what, what sort of, um, percentage of the ESOP you're selling, of bank financing. So there's a lot of parts and pieces to it. So we want to discuss the, the transaction. So really, as we get started in this episode, what we want to do is we want to make sure that everybody understands that that presentation in and of itself is is really just to guide the process of the actual meeting and so that the meeting itself is most efficient in bringing about anything that is majorly important in the in the buyer's mind so that there are no um possibilities of of hey we you you did not know that we had hey for instance litigation or something like that in the company okay so on, on to the next step. So so let's dig into a little bit of the industry section. And I want to talk a little bit about the, 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 the goals and objectives of this section of the presentation. So what we want to accomplish is I will know, I mean, everyone knows that there are certain industries that are very generic, like construction, right? And or manufacturing or distributors. However, each company has possibly... And the more they specialize, the better, right? Each company has possibly a niche, a niche, or maybe possibly a specialty or something they do unique in the industry. So they may have a small part of the industry. So like in the case that they are only servicing this type of customer, maybe it's only a government type of customer, or maybe it's only a consumer type of customer. So there's a very important part of the industry overview that we need to very much define the, spe- the speciality of the company and the nature of their expertise in the industry. And so what we want to do is, is build some, some industry data based around that specialty. So it may be that geographically that, that they are doing business in a specific county or state or partly like maybe in a region like, like the Southeast or the Northwest. And so we want to geographically define the industry. Some, some companies do business all over, um, internationally. So, so what, where do they do business? And then secondarily, what products and services, what market do they serve in within respect to that? So is it, um, specific to a certain type of buyer? 
again, consumers. And then specifically, if it's a, it's a very specialty, we want to understand better what that industry looks like. So the data and the research for the industry review is going to be very important because it's going to build the founding, the foundation of the, of the presentation in multiple parts. The first is we want to understand that how the trend of that industry is going to affect the company in the future. So let me say that in a different way. So the, the industry itself, if we do data research and we find that the company is in fact working in an industry that's growing, we want to document that growth. And like every good business person, we want to use graphs. So we'll want to use maybe a, a bar graph that shows the growth of the market over, over a predicted period of time. So what's the compound annual growth rate of the, of that type of industry, the total market. Now, if the market, if the industry market is not growing is in fact, it's contracting, now that's going to present some, some serious issues, right? When I come back to the forecasting section, which is going to be found in the fourth step of our presentation or the third step of our presentation, when we're talking about the financials. And so, it's going to be important to connect the dots between when we're starting to think about the actual industry. So and how it connects to the forecast and in providing credibility to the forecast before we even get to the forecast. So we're laying the groundwork for that. Second part of the industry data overview is not only to understand the specialties and the niches and how that relates back to the forecast and the financial cash flow of the company is going to come back to another part of what I would just call the, um, uh, the concern over the, the, the valuation itself. And so how does that connect? So really what, what happens is we are as business people, as business valuation people, we are estimating the total value of the business based on the cash flow that we derive, which is what I was talking about before. And in a forecast, if that's growing cash flow, then that's going to be evaluated and that's going to be calculated in our financial valuation as a average EBITDA as it grows. So the other part of that valuation that's very significant is what are the risks of the business, specific company risk can be very unique to the business. And so a lot of times in the industry overview, what we're really trying to do is document um, if there are specific company risks that need to be really identified or the mitigation of those specific company risks. So um, if I have a company that is in a very competitive industry, I'm obviously going to have to think and underwrite around that competition. Like what has been their history, their experience? What is eventually as we build up to the next step in the sim, what is their competitive advantage in that marketplace? And so partly when we do the industry overview, what we're really doing is laying the groundwork for where the company has, first off, where the risks are in the business. If it's a risk of, say, customer concentration or it's a risk of competition or or the in-depth technology that they might have. All of these requirements in the industry are going to relate back to specific company risk. And so what we're going to do is we're going to use the platform for the actual uh, industry overview to really document and make a case in positive and maybe in, in a sense 
just transparently where we might have issues or or risk and how we actually deal with those risks. Now that's that's fundamentally important because if we don't do that, then the valuation firm we're relying on the valuation firm and the trustee to come up with these ideas. And so what we have to do in this process is really document well. And so I know that we're kind of moving, we're moving quickly, but we want to move through the sim slowly. So I'm going to only have time today to, to talk about the industry overview. So the next time we come back in the next podcast episode, what we're really going to do is connect the dots between that now as we transition into the conversation. But there's some planning that needs to be done prior to getting the company overview section laid out. And we're going to go into some of the detailed planning. And then we're going to go through some of the details related to uh, how we actually present those pieces of the company overview. So extremely important. I'm so glad you could join us today with the English ESOP guy. I know the American American guy is enjoying his vacation. Hopefully you are too. Um, when we come back next time, it'll be either me or him. I don't know. Um, but with all of that, I hope that you gain some knowledge from this today. I hope as you go through your journey to an ESOP, it's absolutely um, exhilarating and exciting and and. Um, that you are looking forward to it. I'm excited about our next step on this journey to an ESOP. 